0: Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, June 18, 18th, 2023. This service was recorded on June 11th, the second Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Rhonda Weirs. Thank you to Eldon Covington for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of Sylvia's birthday. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this second Sunday after Pentecost. Well, let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. And yes, Pete, thank you. Thank you for that wonderful message of mercy. And all is well. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin. To live for you alone, give us power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We've sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will, Our service continues on page 147 in the front of your hymnal for the greeting and Kyrie. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Will you join with me in the prayer of the day? You'll find this in your bulletin insert called Celebrate. O oh God, you are the source of life and the ground of our being by the power of your Spirit, bringing healing to this wounded world, and raise us to new life of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. may be seated.
1: Good morning. The first reading is from Hosea, chapter 5, verse 15, through chapter 6, verse 6, with the following preface. Because the people have trusted in military powers instead of God and have engaged in idolatrous worship practices, God decides to withdraw until Israel acknowledges its guilt and seeks God's face. The response of the people does not acknowledge this guilt and is as fickle as fog or dew burned away quickly by the sun. God desires loyalty rather than words or meaningless deeds. The reading. I will return again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face. In their distress, they will beg my favor. Come, let us return to the Lord, for it is he who has torn and he who will heal us. He has struck down and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live before him. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His appearing is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us like the showers, like the spring rains that water the earth. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes away early. Therefore, I have hewn them by the prophets. I have killed them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God, rather than burnt offerings. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God.
1: The second reading is from Romans, chapter 4, verses 13 through 25, with the following preface. Paul presents Abraham as a living model of right relationships. For Abraham and for us, a right relationship with God involves trusting that God's promises will be fulfilled because God makes the dead alive and calls into existence what otherwise does not exist. For this reason, it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of all of us, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hoping against hope, he believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said. So numerous shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead for he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust, distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words, it was reckoned to him, were written not for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was handed over to death for our trespasses, and who was raised for our justification. The Word of the Lord.
0: Our service continues with the Gospel Acclamation. You'll find us on page 151 in the front of your hymnal. I'll invite the congregation to please rise. Alleluia, the, Lord to, to warm, the, to the Gospel according to Saint Matthew, the ninth chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax collector booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he got up and he followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, But those who are sick, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before him saying, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she said to herself, if only I touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her said, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making commotion, he said, go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up, and the report of this spread throughout that district. The gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, you O Christ. Christ. may be seated. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our prayer of the day caught my imagination. Raise us to new life. Raise us to new life, we prayed. And so that caught my imagination. That with this lens. As I, as I took a look at the scriptures, um, I used this lens as Easter people. We are living in the last days. We are living in the last days. We are living in those days from Jesus' ascension to the day when Jesus will come and return to the earth. And so we're in these last days. This prayer and this time as my filter, here's what jumps out to me with regards to today's scripture, and I turn our attention to Hosea chapter 6. Verse 6, God says that he desires steadfast love. Not a sacrifice. Not a sacrifice for the multitude of sins. He desires steadfast love. He desires a relationship with us and with the creator. He wants us to acknowledge him, to recognize that we have a living God and that God wants to be in relationship with us. And to put forth these burnt offerings. I, I love that psalm. Song, song. Do, do you think I drink the blood of bulls? That's why I want these burnt offerings or eat the flesh of goats? Yes, it, it comes out of Leviticus. It comes out of the history of Israel. What must we do And the priestly duties was to put forth burnt offerings and the fragrance was sweet to the Lord. And the tone for the sacrifice of the people, but the sacrificial lamb is there in and amongst the people and has been prophesied. And so these scriptures kind of come together as Easter people. God has made the ultimate sacrifice, the atoning sacrifice. God knew from the very beginning in the presence of the Holy Spirit and Christ, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that we talked about the triune God of last Sunday. God knew that the way in which he can draw us back from the original sin was to give of himself. And so we see all the way through the scriptures, Emmanuel, God with us. God with us, coming to be with us. And God comes in the form of flesh and is born of a virgin. Folks, it takes faith. And that's what we heard as Rhonda read from Paul's letter, it takes faith. We need to understand that we have a loving God. And so this leads me to Psalm 50, in verse 14. We are to offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Now that just kind of contradicts. A sacrifice of thanksgiving. Because God says, I don't want sacrifices. But he's talking about burnt offerings. What is it that we can give but ourselves? That's all that we can give to God is ourselves. And that's what God desires. And so this sacrifice of thanksgiving can be said in another way. Make thanksgiving your sacrifice to God. Through Jesus' life and death and resurrection... We are made righteous. We are clean. And we are reminded every time that we gather for worship through confession and forgiveness that we have a God who loves us, who covers the multitudes of sin, and we receive the gift of forgiveness. And so we're recreated into this wonderful, beautiful creation we are made in the image of God, both male and female. God loves us. And you know what? God forgives us our sin as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. So why can't we forget the sin and give it up to God? So I want to talk about this sacrifice of thanksgiving. Jesus was the atoning sacrifice for all people. We're forgiven, we're baptized, we receive the gift of eternal life. We should be jumping with joy, not because of anything that we've done, but what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. For this, we have been raised to new life, found in our risen Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we prayed this morning. Raise us up to this new life. It's yours. In our gospel, the same is true. Raise us up. New creation. We saw the synagogue leader coming in and and breaking uh, the the teaching moment that was going on. And he kneels down before Jesus and he says, my daughter has has died. If you'll come, she will live again. And so Jesus gets up and he goes and, and, and he's on his way when a woman who is depleted of red blood cells because she's been hemorrhaging for 12 years. Those red blood cells are important because they carry the oxygen throughout our body. She must have been feeling like dead weight. No energy. It all leaving her body. And she says to herself, if only I touch his cloak, I will be made well. And Jesus... Having this ability, God in the flesh, to hear the woman's thought, your faith has made you well. What response would come from the woman? But that's not it. Finally, he comes to the synagogue leader's house, and the people are playing flutes and, and making quite a commotion. I don't know exactly what that is. I didn't dive far enough into the scripture, but Jesus says, Beyond your way. He says, she's not dead, she's asleep. And they all laugh. And they disperse. And Jesus goes in and takes her idle hand. She's unable to move it. Takes her idle hand. And she's alive. Can you imagine the sacrifice of thanksgiving by this synagogue leader, by the daughter who's recreated by the woman who has felt dead for 12 years, coming alive. What What might they do? You remember the story that Jesus healed the 10 lepers. They were to go and see the priest and show themselves, and if they would do that, they would be made clean. These outsiders living on the fringes, watching themselves die inch by inch by inch. And they go, and before they even see the priest, they are made well. And the one comes back to Jesus to give a sacrifice of thanksgiving. My Lord, my God, Jesus, thank you for healing me. Jesus says, your, it doesn't say your faith has made you well, go on. Jesus says, where are, the other, where are the other nine? Weren't there ten of you? And only one comes back to give thanks? What happened to the other nine? I think Jesus wanted us to think about that for a moment. Sacrifice of thanksgiving. Resting within God's steadfast love. That's what God desires. That's what God gives us. So, what does offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving mean? As Easter people, we are forgiven, we are saved. And we are made a new creation. We are righteous before God. So what's our response? Our offering to the marvelous things that the Lord has done for us. Oh, what deep love our Lord has for us. So let me offer some thoughts. Our showing, our sacrifice of thanksgiving to God might happen when we share mercy and kindness with others. This world is so void of kindness and mercy that when I bump up against kindness, my heart jumps. I had a person this week that I just had to say, I have to thank you for your kindness because it's so rare in this day and age. It's all about me and I and myself. But if we show mercy and we show kindness, we become kingdom builders. We share in the steadfast love that God has for us. We are building the kingdom of God together. Oh, and you, Wayne Zion, you do show mercy. And kindness. How about showing the sacrifice of thanksgiving by offering up prayers for those who seek to be whole and well? It's, it's not by chance that we have intercessory prayers for our people. In the rubrics, it is required for us in our worship to give thanks to God. Sacrifice of thanksgiving. And to pray for others. To pray for God, for for the world, God, and leaders. And to care for others and give thanks for those who shared the faith with us and now sit at the table with our Lord. In doing so, in praying, we also strengthen our relationship with God through love of neighbor. And I can tell you, you know this. When you go to care for others, You're blessed. You're so blessed. And they say, thank you. How many times do we hear those words, thank you? Maybe I use them too much to a point where, is pastor sincere? He says, thank you a lot. I do. By showing our sacrifice of thanksgiving, we may be willing to serve the hungry, volunteer at the food pantry. This month is our opportunity in June to go and serve at the food pantry. Or maybe we can't serve, but we can give a special donation. I see that today we are giving a donation to the food pantry in the fellowship hour. You know, Jesus said, when I was hungry you gave me some food. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was in prison, you came and visited me. And the disciples said, Lord, when did we do that? When did we give you food? And when did we give you water? When did we go to visit you in prison? And Jesus said, when you've done, the least, when you've done this to the least of these, you have done it unto me. Sacrifice of thanksgiving. Think about it. As these people come to the food pantry, oh, we can judge them. Oh, by the tattoos that they have, the piercings that they have, the pack of cigarettes that they have, the nice cars that they drive. But don't judge them. Treat them with kindness and mercy and thank them. And when you work the food pantry, I want you to listen how many times you hear the word thanks. You'd be amazed. We don't judge. We're building the kingdom of God together by showing our sacrifice of thanksgiving is dwelling in God's word. The Bible's not meant to stay on the shelf. The Bible's meant to be open. I love that our Bible here is always open. We don't close it, except when we say it's finished on Good Friday and we slam it shut. The Bible's to remain open. Dwell in God's word. That's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. That's saying this living word speaks to me Spend five minutes. Just start out five minutes. I look at Pastor Lynn. She says, this is an amazing book. It is the living word of God. Open it up. Read it. Hear what God has to say. Sacrifice of thanksgiving. And then I want to close with, well, I'm going to hang on to this because I'm going to close with the scripture. But one more example of showing our sacrifice of Thanksgiving may be visiting the lonely. And since the pandemic, we have a lot of people who haven't made it back. And they're at home. And they're alone. And I, and I thank my um, confirmation assist or my, my communion assistants. Yeah, my confirmation too. And, and our Sunday school. Do you know that... I bring a hot dish that the kids have made during this last Sunday school year to some of our shut-in people, so that they can they can have a hamburger. Well, I don't need a hamburger hot dish. Okay, so pastor messed up. I, I, I can't believe this. You know, um, Galen and, and Zeta Harms had their their wedding anniversary, and uh, I think it was 64th wedding anniversary, and uh, we were. We're improving our system, and we're using Servant Keeper, and so every once in a while we're finding that people are being dropped off, and I apologize for that. I'm going to take the ownership for that. Please let us know if your name gets dropped off. We need to get it in there. That's our best system as Servant Keeper. But I asked you two Sundays ago, would you reach out, not only to, to Zita and Galen, but other people. Remember, we had their addresses, and you took it home? You are kind, you are merciful, you are loving people. You gave, you sent, and they heard from you. And some of you even received a thank you from them. Let me read this to you. Thank you so much for all the beautiful anniversary cards. Dear Wayne Zion Lutheran Church, My family and I are so blessed to have the support and encouraging congregation praying for me and my wife and our children. God bless each one of you, Galen and Zeta Harms. Isn't that beautiful? Building the kingdom of God. And so the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and and you think, well, I, I, I... It's hard for me to step into the mode of or thinking about trust that God gives you the strength. Um, Oh, great. Pastor, here we go. I, I just want to share with you sacrifices of thanksgiving are love offerings. Return that love that God first loved you. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Offerings of love. And, and do you know that the, the offerings of love, the, the sacrifice, we're, we're giving it up to God and loving our neighbor. And so I want to read this from 1 John chapter 4. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. But those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment is we, are, we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters. The Gospel of our Lord. Amen. I'm going to do this anyway. Let us stand and share the affirmation of our faith as is found in the Apostles' Creed. And you'll find this on page 105 in the front of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. may be seated. Our service continues with the prayers of intercession. You'll find these on the back page of your Celebrate insert. Trusting in God's abundant mercy, let us offer our prayers for the world in need. We pray, O God, for the church. Unite us with any on the margins that the whole world recognizes that your mercy is greater than our human capacity to restrict it. God, in your mercy, we pray, O God, for creation. Tend to forests and fields and safeguard all cattle, birds, and wild animals. Preserve lakes, rivers, and oceans, and send rains. Lord, send the rain to water the earth to nourish our crops. Revive lands recovering from natural disasters. God, in your mercy, we pray, O God, for the nations. Awaken in our leaders compassion for people who have too often felt forgotten or neglected. And inspire policy solutions that promise equality and inclusion. God, in your mercy, peace of Christ be with you always. and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Liturgy Copyright 2021 Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.